Hello, Soul viewers. Today is April 22nd, Earth Day 2020. Uh, this is the Soul Stay at Home series. Uh, can't wait to talk to everybody that wants to get on. We've been flooded with requests. Uh, please keep them coming. Send them to Erica. Send them to Soul Meg on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, please check us out. Uh, consider supporting us on patreon.com backslash Soul Magazine as we keep these Soul Stay at Home series videos going uh i've had a lot of fun uh chatting with the artists and seeing how everybody's holding up and today we're chatting with one of my favorite guys in the game he is all smiles every time i see him always has the biggest <laughs> hug and a pound for me uh okay. mundo how are you today brother i'm good brother how you doing we're here we're here we are still here uh and that's that's what it's all about and i want to tell everybody that you are still here and doing your thing so why don't you uh why don't you catch us up a little bit? We haven't spoken with you yet. Why don't you jump into uh, the who, what, when, where, why about Savior? Yeah, man. So I've been been in this game for a long time, man. You know, I've been um, first priority as an artist and as a dancer. You know what I mean? I was a dancer back in the days, you know, for a lot of celebrities, background dancing. And, you know, Long story short, everything came into its place as a dancer, as a filmmaker, as an artist. But I always was an artist as a kid, 15 years old, writing graffiti. You know, I grew up in Harlem, New York, up the west side. But then I'm that guy that was in every borough. You know what I'm saying? I traveled in every borough. I lived in every borough. So I got along with everybody from Brooklyn and Queens, you know, uptown Harlem, the Bronx. But I never stood in one place, you know what I'm saying? Because that was the journey of hip-hop, too, you know what I'm saying? So growing up in a hip-hop scene, hip-hop and graffiti came together. So, and especially me as a dancer and a break dancer and a hip-hop dancer, that's how everything came about as me as a 15-year-old. So you were three of the pillars of hip-hop. Were no, uh, no MC or DJing for you? No, 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 no. Hell no. <laughs> I just took to dancing. Stuck to dancing. But... I let the other people do that, you know? So, yeah, so that was pretty much how everything came about. But everything came by mistake, you know what I'm saying? Because I was there at the right place at the right time. Everything I've done, like a music video or something, I was just in a club dancing. And I, at that time, the music industry was different. At that time, dancers would get discovered and get a business card and be like, hey, I want you to be in this video from this new artist. And when that new artist, years later, it became a huge hit. Like, it was like, wow, this video is a huge hit because that artist became famous. You know what I mean? So all these artists like Q-Tab, Busta Rhyme, all these hip hop artists, we all grew up together at Washington Square Park, at the Village. You know, we grew up in that era, you know, in the 1990s and late 80s. So that's how I got put on in the music industry. So, so that's, that that's part of it. You said you, uh, you you started spray painting at 15? Yeah, 15 years old. I used to, uh, at the Upper West Side, I was growing up in Harlem, New York, 127 in St. Nick's. Then my parents moved me to Queens, and Woodside, Queens, because I was being bad uptown, so they moved. So that shit made it worse anyway. So I grew up around Queens, Woodside, Queens. I used to roll with a crew called TA7, and my and the crew, they had a baby crew, which were the younger generation were called Artistic Vandals, AV. So TA7 was Woodside, Queens 46th Street. 
You had DTC down to Crush, Corona Boys, and then you got the Filipino Boys, 78th Street Boys. So that whole clique back in the late 80s too, we all used to hang out and write graffiti. But we used to, it was kind of like gang related too. We used to have beef with each other because of different, you know, crews. What was the first tag you wrote? Rain, R-E-I-N. That was my first tag, Rain. And I used to write it with this white boy named Rate. And he was like my, my partner. We used to go out there and bomb in, get out the fire escape, you know, put pillows under our blankets because our parents won't, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, no, we lay outside and go back. You know, we got in trouble, you know. But, yeah, that was the first thing. But I went to, I went to high school. I got accepted to art and design. And I got kicked out the first day of school because I had beef with another writer. So we both got kicked out for fighting. And then they told us, do you want to go to Brandeis? High, uh, high Brandeis High School or Fashion Industry High School. So we went to Fashion Industry, and then me and that writer became best friends. Get out of Fashion here. Industry High School. Yeah. And then I learned how to fucking sew. Um, <laughs> you know Fashion Industry High School? Sure. Yeah. So Fashion Industry went up there, and then, you know, ended up learning how to, you know, sew. I learned how to sketch, you know, sketch dresses and shit like that. So it was a... Uh, it was different, you know what I mean? So it's better than being in a ghetto-ass school. We went, let's go to fashion, because fashion industry was a good school, too. So, yeah. So, you know, cut, cut to a few years later, you, you not only are, are focused on your art, but you have been one of the most uh, magnanimous people in the industry, as far as I'm concerned, with your weekly shows and, and, and every time there was some significant in, uh, death or something like that, you put on a memorial show, it was in fundraising. Yeah. Yeah. You were all about it, dude. Yeah, man. Collage, collage, <clears throat> collage. I wanted to bring back the 80s, how, you know, I don't know if you know Michael Holmes. You know, Michael Holmes, they used to throw a, a party called uh, Canal Room back in the 80s, and they used to have Basquiat, Keith Haring, they used to go there and paint live, but they used to paint, you know, they used to spray paint walls inside a place and just hang out and party. So I wanted to bring that back in, in the 2000s, try to bring that back, because Collage been running from 2010. So it's been like 10 years running, running strong, and I wanted to give a home to artists to help them out to actually, you know, Learn how to sell your artwork, learn how to like work with your brothers and sisters and get to know each other, have a home for artists. You know what I mean? And that was my goal. And every time they sell a piece of artwork, I don't want anything. That's their artwork. That's their money. So that's how, how it became a family thing, you know? And all over, a lot of artists that I know from Danielle, from Lexi Bella, everybody, Gia, collage started only for women. And then the men started coming in. They're like, yo, what's up with us? And I'm like, fuck it, let's just bring everybody. So, but I, my goal was 2010 is to help women out at that time. Because women in 2010, they weren't getting a lot of recognition. You know what I mean? So I was like, let me build something for women, a live art show for women. So, so Lexi and Gia were the first one. Then Danielle, Martelicia, they all started coming in. And then the man, the, the artists that were coming up, they were started coming in. They're like, yo, what about us? We want to paint. And I'm like, let's do it together. So that's how Collage was born. And 
thank you for Lexi and them, you know, they can't support me. Like I believe in this project. So 10 years running, we're here. So no more fighting with writers. Now we're, uh, now we're we giving them a pound. <laughs> we're, helping, we're helping others. <laughs> we're helping others. But yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's part of the whole process. But everything came from me painting and painting came by mistake. I was a filmmaker for seven years. I was a film director in 2006. In 2006, if you got to realize back then it was uh, independent films at that time was happening. You know, from 2002 to 2006, it was booming. You know, it was all about filmmaking and independent film. So I was in there filming. I did five short films under my belt. I went to Sundance and Tribeca and Manhattan Film Festival. Got accepted. And then after making things happen, I'm like, wow, this is going to be my career. I want to do, you know, film. And then I, and at that time, I was in California with a producer staying with him. My father dies, and then, yo, you don't understand that the guy bought me a bunch of pieces of canvases and said, Savior, start painting again. You know what I mean? Makes you feel good. So that's how I got into art again. And then from there, I never looked back. Never looked back. So I continued painting, started going to every art shows, um, Chelsea art shows. I started going every Thursday out, getting to know people. It's like starting all over again from dancing in the music industry, but in the art world. So that's how I got put on. And then my first street art show was back in, back in 20, I think it was 2009. And it was, uh, I don't know if you know R Rob Liola. You know Rob? Not sure. We did, we did the 21st Precinct together. You remember that show? Yes. The 21st Precinct show? Anyway, so that was the first first street art show we did and then um and then it just took off i started meeting all, all these artists you know what i mean and started making money out of art and then that's why i was like you know what i want to help others now and that's how i built collage so everything came from filmmaking for me painting for collage and now so how does it how does your particular style of creating art and making money uh, how are you doing today with, with I'm doing okay. It's like, you know, I got to tell everybody, you know, back then, you know, galleries didn't give a fuck about street artists. You know, that's why we, we, we did our own shows. You know what I'm saying? I was a curator too, doing our own show with me and Frankie Velez. We started doing our own curation together. You know what I mean? Um, and Another thing too, that's what we have the streets, you know, the streets is art gallery. This, that's what people see, what we do on the streets from we pays from writing tags or stickers. That's how we started building up for street art. You know what I mean? Especially you guys actually helping out too in the, in the photography, media, you know, posting our work up. So that's a lot of, a lot of buildup for us too, without you guys either. You know what I mean? We all come together, you know? Well, the photography is an, is an art, obviously, by itself, and uh, there's you know a lot of different layers and different ways you can do it. But ultimately, we're 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 focused on what the art scene is doing and what's going on on the street. So uh, at times we can we can seem like critics, but you know ultimately it's just a, a reflection of what's going up. And uh, I've heard some people who've seen some pictures, some, some people going out bombing, but are you getting the itch? Like what's going on? How are you doing being checked up? Oh, just, you know what it is? It's usually 
it's nothing different because I'm always here in the studio, always creating, hustling, painting, you know. And it's weird because, you know, I sell my art myself, you know what I mean? And, you know, of course we have art shows and they sell it for us too. But I usually have, you know, I could tell artists, you need to build your clientele. You need to start going to every art show, start building your clientele and, and your collectors. You know what I mean? That's why I looked it up. Every art show that I did, I did actually 70 street art shows that I've been in, group shows. You know what I mean? Since back then. And they're like, why you haven't done a one-man show yet? Because I'm not ready. And finally, I just did my one-man show 2019. It's because I wanted to build my clientele. I wanted to build my collectors. So that's how it happened. And then when 2019 came, I was ready. You know, take your time. You don't have to rush to do a one-man show. You know what I mean? Just take your time and build your collectors and get your name still out there. You know, we are, all of us artists, we're still learning and still getting more knowledge who we are as artists. You know and that takes, me, that takes me into a, a good question that we asked during these. Uh, are you working on any new skills that you're gonna come out of hibernation with? Yeah, I am. I'm actually, you know, I, the last show I did is actually, my media is 3D, 3D letter mixed media. Um, and that's what I wanted. I started doing mixed media with the 3D letters, like it's 20, I think it was like 2014. And my first piece sold called Art Is My Religion. And I'm like, okay, let me do another piece. And it sold again. So I was thinking, I was like, this is what I'm going to stick to is, this is my niche, it's my 3D letters. So that's why I tell artists, you have to find your niche, what is good for you and what's good for your brand and what's going to sell, what pieces are going to sell. You know what I mean? So I stuck to my 3D letters and I kept selling and selling. And then the next one I'm going to do out of 3D letters are going to be metal letters, but the le metal letters are going to be melted on the bottom of the letter. So I'm gonna like blow touch the blow torch the metal of the letter so it could look like it's dripping. Oh you know like, what I mean? That's cool. Yeah, so that's the next that's what I'm working on next. But that's on the whole for next show. Like the next show that I'm gonna do. So yeah that's it. Keeping busy and thank thinking you know thank you for a lot, you know, Brooklyn Beer Garden, a lot of people still reaching out to us and 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 you know I just did a a high heel shoe for a venture store and they were like yo we would love you to paint these shoes i'm like let's do it you know so keep they keeping us busy which is cool man you know it's hard being online and doing that not in present as an arch group art show all the shit that we're going through right now but you know it's keeping us busy and and for me it's good like i'm here it's, this is my regular i'm home i'm here at the studio always working, always hustling. And the only time I go out is for good group shows that I go out to market and talk to people like we always do. We go out there and support other artists and collage. And I do another party once a month called Freedom Party. So all these things keep me busy. You know what I mean? In the art. Now, <clears throat> all right. So what, you, you've been around a, 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 a little bit, uh, putting it, Respectfully, old man. <laughs> but what 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 advice would you give to younger artists dealing with this today? Uh, you know, people that weren't around for 9-11 or the uh, the 2007 economic crash or things like that. Well, like I'd write my tag all over the streets. Make art. Make art. Keep making art. That's what it is about. Keep making art. Never give up. 
Uh, and I could tell everybody, especially the young generation, anything is possible if you put your mind to it. You know, anything is possible. And when people say, oh, I try, you know, for me, trying is weak. Get up and do it again. Keep doing it. Keep, keep motivate yourself. That's the whole key is make art to me. You know, art is a beautiful tool. Art is like, for me, that's why I surround myself with art. You know what I mean? I'm around art. I live around art. I breathe art. And it's the whole thing about this is it's good for your soul. You know what I mean? Art is good for the soul. That's what we do. Art. We don't do art just to like, hey, I want to be known. No, we do art for the people. I want you to buy a piece of artwork so you can have it at home. So when you wake up in the morning, you look at it and you're like, wow, it made me feel good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what are you listening to in the studio these days while you're working? John Coltrane. John Coltrane. I listen to some jazz a lot. Uh, I listen, listen to some Spanish music too at the same time. It depends what I'm painting and what I feel. If I'm painting a hip hop piece, I'm going to put some hip hop, you know what I mean? So if I'm painting just like uh, uh, I'm trying to create a new piece, I put some jazz, you know? That's what, it depends on your move, how you feel. I said, you know, oh shit, I want to, you know, I feel like listening to some fast jazz, you know, something fast that makes me work faster. Or I just want to relax and just listen to some Miles Davis mm -hmm. and just sit there and just look at the canvas and think about what the hell I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so you just sit there and try to create, man, you know, and it's, it's, it's crazy that I, you know, I have a lot of artists that, you know, always ask me for advice. It's like, yo, how do you do it? It's like, it's not, it's, this shit didn't fall in my lap. You work your ass off. You work, I earned this shit. I, every day, working every day, hustling every day. This sure. is how you earn it. You go out there and get it. Like yourself, you work up to, like what you guys have now. You work your ass off. And people don't understand that. It's like, oh, I don't become an artist. No, man, we had to work our ass off to become who we are. And that's a fact. You well, know what I mean? I'm an artist, but everyone starts off as a toy and gets treated as such. Mm -hmm. You're going on the street. The street talked back pretty quickly. Yeah, that's and true. And let you know what's going on. But, uh, you know, what, what are you cooking at home? You eating good? Oh, yeah. I don't eat pork. I only eat fish and chicken. So I grew up like that. So eat the right foods, stay healthy, try to stay young, you know, inside. And that's what, that's what keeps me going, you know. You got to eat right, too. That's the first important thing, eat right, you know. Have you tried out any new recipes? <laughs> I, just actually, I just actually did a, a salad falafel. <laughs> hmm. you know, one of my favorite places is Mamoons. You know Mamoons, right? For sure. Yeah. Hot, just th th if, if, if I think about that hot sauce long enough, I'll start sweating. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yeah, I love, uh, you know, you like to cook? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm a stovetop guy. I don't bake much. I'm, I'm, I'm a wizard with a grill or a smoker, but on the, on the stovetop with uh, tang or chops or stuff like that, I'm pretty good. Yeah, you get creative. That's the best part about food, man. I always make food it. Food is an art. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, food of is course. an art. <clears throat> All right. So, Savior, before I let you go, uh, Thank you very much for your time. I'm happy to hear yeah. that you are, uh, uh, you know, the same dude 
You're not, not uh, depressed over there or anything like that? Yeah, 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 of course. So before I let you go, can you please tell uh, our viewers where they can find you online? So you can find me at, at Instagram, Savior and Mundo, S-A-V-I-O-R-E-L-M-U-N-D-O. And the same thing at Facebook. Or you just could, like I tell people, just Google me. Everything comes up. You can find everything. <laughs> it's true. I'm tired of saying, find me here, find me here. Just Google. And that's there. Well, but, all right. So let, let me get another question in. So you are uh, an oversharer on Instagram. And I'll say, I'll say that nicely. You, you post a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and you are topical. And you are always on the time, uh, you know, something happens. I remember you were the first person to post it when Bill Withers died. I think I found out that he died from you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so how are you? How are you finding? Is it any different now? Are you getting more eyeballs, less eyeballs on that traffic these days? No, getting more eyeballs. Yeah, people actually, especially you know, when you go live on Instagram, you know what I mean. People like what you're seeing, what you're doing, what are you working on? You know what I mean. They always, you know, ask me, oh, are you, what are you working on next? I'm like, you know, sometimes I don't go live, you know, a lot, but when I actually do work, because I'm a person that. When I do a piece of artwork, I don't want you to see it yet until the show. That's me. You know what I mean? I'm going to do a little teaser because mm -hmm. I don't want to show you the whole piece. You know, you don't even, it's like me looking at a piece. I don't have to go to the show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sometimes some people are like that. Or some people look at the piece like, oh, I want to see it in person. You know what I mean? So what I do, I just do a little teaser work and then come and see it in person. So that's, that's how I, how I rock. But IG been good, you know, IG been good for us. Artists too, a lot, I know a lot of artists sell their work from IG that I know they're being, you know, successful at it. You know, they don't have nobody selling it for them. They're doing them themselves. But when we come with a curator that help us out too, we, be, we do group shows and, and they sell a piece of artwork, they get the percentage and we need that too. We need both. But I tell artists they need to learn how to be a curator themselves. You know what I'm saying? They need to learn how to do that. Like myself, I learned how to be a curator. And it's funny, when I started being a curator and you know, we're hanging up art and some artists are some artists are late. Now I understand like shit, what curators go through. Cause one piece of artwork is missing, the whole shit is fucked up. You know what I mean? So it's very important so artists don't be late, be on time. If you work with corporations, they would definitely respect you because you're on time, you're reliable, and they respect that. And I've been through that. I've been through that with the World Trade Center. They kept hiring, hiring me and AJ all the time because they're like, these guys are always on time. They're always reliable and, and respectful. <clears throat> Very important, you know? So we're, we're working on an idea uh, for, for the sold uh, video series and it's going to involve artists. So the idea was to start with, with a bunch of artists. I'm like, no, start with less. It'll just be easier to wrangle you, crazy maniac. Get yeah. you on the same page. Yeah. Who's in different time zones, who just forgot, who didn't care enough, blah, blah, blah. So it's just the way it goes. So we're going to try and uh, get some new content out for you guys, everybody watching. Yeah, man. That's Thank you guys for actually doing this, man, because, you know, like I told, you know, uh, Street Art NYC, yourselves and everybody that 
thank you guys for supporting us. You know what I mean? Supporting us, supporting our art. And I always tell people, it's like without these guys either putting our work up or showing, you know, the art shows and interviewing people, we you, thank you guys. Cause you know, without you guys either, you know, none of this would have happened either. You know what I mean? Well, we're fans first and uh, thank you very much for doing what you're doing. Thank you for your time today. Sabio, you're a champion. I can't wait to see you out with your big smile. I'll give you a big pound when I see you next time. And keep giving me my stickers, your post yeah. <laughs> You're the only one that was like, yo, here, here. I'm like, oh shit, I need this. That was the beauty about it. That's how I'll we, we I'll, met. I'll have a brick for you the next time I see you, buddy. Thank you, brother. Thank you for this, man. Peace out. Bye, Bye. Stella. Bye. <laughs>